I mean, like, oh my god. You already know who it is. We're your two hosts. I'm John, a.k.a. Slimmy Slap Two Tims. And I'm Sean, a.k.a. The Stacksness. And you're listening to Porchlight Talks. Get it while they're getting good, get us out the hood I'm tired of the landlord tripping on the My partner said he got a play, heard it work the other day I've been home late because I've been in constant Don't worry, hit me via text, ain't no need to stress Gotta make some moves, I hate to leave your home long What's going on to all our listeners out there? Hope you are having a great evening like we are Listening to Porchlight Talks And two movies we have coming at you today The Kings of Summer and the whackness. First one we're we're gonna dive into though is gonna be the kings of summer. This movie, I guess it would be considered an adventure comedy drama, 2013. Three teenager friend or three teenage friends in the ultimate act of independence decide to spend their summer building a house in the woods and living off the land. Is this the first time you've seen this? Second time. Same. But I get it confused with the Matthew McConaughey movie Mud. <laughs> okay. Because they are similar stories, I guess. Yeah, summer, uh, boys will be boys. Yeah, heartbreak, happiness, love, all the things. I mean, it's it's everything you can think of from the age of fifteen to sixteen, seventeen year old summer before you hit that peak of maturity. And for these three boys, uh, Joe. Patrick and Biagio, it's all about girls. You think that's their whole motivation? I mean, no, no, it is about girls, yeah, but they're also like just sick. Well, in the case of at least uh, Joe and Patrick, they're just sick of their parents. (laughs) Yeah. Whose parents were worse? Definitely Joe's. The dad, Frank? Yeah, Frank. Because he was just a complete dick. The entire time? They just never seemed to like each other. Yeah. At the beginning. Well, Patrick's dad would just walk in and tap, tap, tap. There's not a stud <laughs> right here, which is bullshit because I've done that. One. Two, Jaden, my 12-year-old daughter. I just came in here and tapped on the wall while she was playing video games. Yeah, it's like, what do you want, dude? Why do you do that? <laughs> just looking around, <laughs> checking in, making sure she's no not... No way. <laughs> making sure she's not looking at porn. <laughs> I mean, what? you don't know. You don't know what they're doing. They could be chatting with someone. I've caught uh, her and her friends on this silly-ass game in the, like a chat group, and they're not talking about anything reckless, but other people are cussing, sure, saying certain things. So, uh, yeah. Did I your dad do in. that to you? Yeah. My dad did it to me all the time. <laughs> My mom, more than anyone, she would bring the Bible in, though, with her because she wanted to make sure I wasn't touching myself. 
<laughs> no, seriously, this is this is a, a perfect summer movie, and I actually uh, told my I think fourteen, fifteen year old cousin Ashlyn oh, okay. to to watch this. Oh, I think she would love it. Cool. She's at that age where she, you feel like you're more mature than you should be. Yes. Not really. <laughs> no. At all. I have all the answers. Yeah. So these three do. Well, it's really Patrick and Joe's idea initially. Yeah, this Biagio kid is. Uh, <laughs> did they ever? He's just a random kid. That's know. what everyone acts like. He They're is. like, who is that guy? Who, where is he from? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. Yeah, he. So if we're gonna talk about him, I want to bring up that he's my favorite character. Okay. Um, uh, I would say because. He just surprised me in multiple scenes, especially the one uh, where Joe and I think Ashley, the girl he likes, is that her name? Kelly. Kelly, sorry. Girl he he likes are at the party and it gets busted up by the cops or busted up by the guy across from the river or the pond. Oh, right. Like earlier in the movie. And they're like, where the hell did you just come from? Uh, Kelly and Joe are like, where the hell did you just come from? Is Biagio <laughs> yeah. just standing there the whole time? And, but he doesn't <laughs> give her an answer. Like she says, how long have you been there? And he like gives her some off the wall answer. And that's your first introduction to Biagio. From then on, I loved him. Yeah, he's and like, he kind of just does the him. same thing for the whole time. <laughs> the next scene, he's like got a machete. He's just chopping down plants in the woods. Do you think he the... brought that from home? Like, where did he get that from? <laughs> yeah, he just showed up, showed up with it. They had Viking swords. How plausible is it to build a house like that? I thought about this a little bit. I don't think it is. One. I Okay, maybe it's not. Sorry. No, go for I it. I don't want to interrupt you, but. No, go for it. I just. Maybe that's not doable, but I like the attempt of the movie trying to explain it. Oh yeah, I was completely I was okay like, with "Okay, it. I'm okay with this even yeah. though it's not plausible." Sorry, yeah. continue. Oh yeah, your yeah you're good. I had no <laughs> issues with this being a part of the story and it was while I was watching it and them them Biagio, Patrick and Joe build the house, I was not thinking in my head, "This is this could never happen." Right. If I thought about it, yes, structurally that probably would have been an issue what they had <laughs> going on in there. But as far as just getting up some poles and maybe some walls just through construction and stuff. I think at 16, 15, I probably could have done something. Really? Not like that, but sure. definitely would have had a shelter. Would not have survived very long, especially not whatever, how long weeks these uh, three kids ended up being in the woods. Yeah. So how long was it? Was it three I weeks? I remember. Yeah. I think it was like three or four weeks. They ran out of. They basically run out of everything at this, you know, at that point. Yeah. But what was a little more unbelievable, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, was the fact that no one could find these kids. Yeah, I. What? I don't want to like nitpick nitpick the movie, but sure. Um, it doesn't seem like it was that far away. Yeah. But maybe it's. I mean, is it really just that? secluded it could be because in the beginning of the movie i thought to myself wow must be nice just to be able to ride your bike from your house to school yeah yeah through the woods they do whatever the fuck you want for the first 
hour of waking up and going to school. And then he rides like through a little town. So I'm thinking small town, secluded. And I also think Joe lives on the outskirts of the town. Oh, okay. Um, there was a, something at the end of the movie that made me think that. Okay, elaborate. Okay, so at the end of the movie, everything's happened, and Patrick and, and Joe are driving away in the cars with their family. And they have their resolution of flicking each other off, and it makes them laugh after such. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like what best friends do. So you just kind of breaking the ice over what just happened Yeah, through y'all's friendship. But they drive off, and you see the train track, and the train's going over uh, under the highway, and they're at a light. Patrick's family hangs a left before the train track. Okay, and then they so keep in town, yeah, yeah. And then Joe and Frank, who's played by Nick Offerman, yeah, saying Otterman all week. <laughs> so I'm glad I said Offerman. Drive straight, and it just makes me think that they lived on the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. Anyway, in a way, yes. And okay. it made me feel even more bad, badder, worse for Joe, even though I didn't really feel bad for him all that much throughout the movie. But it did just kind of put in perspective maybe that his family was going through a little bit more of a difficult time. Even though his... The more annoying parents were Patrick's. They were <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> I couldn't Girl check. Oh, my. Is there a girl in a bikini out here? All right, guy. Must cut. be a girl in a bikini. Cut the attitude down. Cut the attitude down. All right? Attitude they would be check. infuriating. They, uh, Pat, you're talking about Patrick. The, his, uh, yeah. He does show Joe at the beginning uh, his stomach. He's like, they're giving me hives. And he's just all broken out on his stomach. I don't remember that the first time I watched it. I didn't either. I like, also, Whoa. I don't remember Patrick having, a, I think, a broken foot. Yeah, I forgot that. Too. He's like physically better, more strength. I think he's mature. He's a wrestler. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's a wrestler. Yeah. He's just a better athlete but he's kind of compromised through their their journey of building this house and forging for food and he's put on a lower level by joe um because of his injury yes you think so yeah oh because yeah because of the injury uh no i don't think it was because of the or just injury. How the just, dynamic of their friendship yeah i think it's more so that joe wanted to take over this whole crazy uh adventure he's like ferris bueller yeah okay let's make it's my way like it's yeah like i'm gonna make you go uh come with me yeah trust me you'll like it (laughs) i'm I'm with you 100 percent. it might sound weird but i think my favorite character might be frank joe's dad played by nick offerman oh wow i was not expecting that i was expecting joe i don't (sighs) joe kind of pissed me off throughout the movie Okay. I kinda didn't like him. Well, I want to go to that, but talk to me about why did you why did you like Nick? Because he reminds you of how you're gonna be as a dad? <laughs> Definitely not. I don't like I don't know. I don't he just had the funniest lines to me. He he did. He uh he, the scene with the police when they show up for the The swatting the call. Yeah, he swatted basically his parents, called the police and had the is that what swatting is? Yeah, swatting. Ugh, that's call scary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When he does the, the <laughs> officer is trying to tell him about the the boy who cried wolf. 
The boy Which, who cried what? Right. Okay. <laughs> and they just have the, the boy who cried what? Well, fuck you. <laughs> the boy who, who cried, say it again. That, his interaction between, so you got the officers and then Frank Nick Offerman's uh, interaction with the Chinese delivery guy. Who oh, Kumail Nanjiani. There you go. Yeah, I'm I glad totally you said that I totally forgot <laughs> he was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, Wong I've, Tongs are way too fucking yeah, dead. hilarious comedian. Super small role, but really, really funny. And then you have the interaction between uh, Frank, whose daughter's in town and brings her boyfriend. Yeah. Also played by Allison Bree. She's super popular oh, too. Yeah. So it was what? like it's a lot of people in I this didn't movie. Even think about, okay. I, there you go. And then Nick Offerman and Patrick, whoever plays Patrick's mom, they're married. Oh in yeah. Real they're life, always correct? Yeah, Megan Mullally. They're That's always awesome. uh, in movies together, her and Nick Offerman. Usually if he gets a role, she's somewhere in it. Yeah. And vice versa. Cause she has a recurring character on Parks and Rec. It's very funny. Do you think uh, you and your spouse, Liz, would would be funny together like that? Probably. You think so? I don't know. In an acting sense? Maybe. Yeah, playing off of each other. Um, Because I know Trish and I would not do well. Really? I don't think so. She, one, she would just clam up in the situation because she, she would hate like doing oh, that. Oh, Liz would just like take control... Yeah, and no. be hilarious in that how hard she was trying. It would be funny to me. <laughs> okay, well, and can we do this She's soon, doing really please? well. <laughs> All right, good. Well, sounds like we're going to be getting this going very soon because I'd like to I like to see this. I think Trish and I's would be just so awkward. It would, would not be fun. But uh, Nick and his wife, Nick Offerman and his wife, do a, a phenomenal job uh, with their humor. They're not together in this movie, no, Separate they don't humor. even really have an interaction together. Yeah, not not much at all. I want to go to what you mentioned earlier, though. You said you kind of hated Joe, which is yeah. I don't he mean, seemed selfish and cocky for most of the movie. To for me. sure. Yeah, he thought he knew everything, and not taken away from his uh, competence because he was a a very competent kid. I just think he had a lot yeah, of for sure. shit going on. Well, he seemed to just have no motivation to really try to do yeah. anything. I agree with you. I mean, he puts the he slaps together this birdhouse that's a piece of shit. That made turns me it so in two mad. weeks late. But you know he's capable of doing something well because he builds a fucking house in the movie. Uh, yeah, and knows how to do it. it exactly. It, when he built that birdhouse and he slammed that last nail in and then rip, was ripping it out and I saw the full like birdhouse. Yeah. So angry. <laughs> Just, it looked terrible. And then I found out it was two weeks late. He goes, look, we're playing, ha-, or the teacher says, yeah. look, we're playing hangman now. We're, school's done, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you bringing this to me for. It's just a formality that we're showing up. But the cool thing about this movie is is if Joe Patrick and Biagio are 18, 19, 20-year-olds, year uh, we, we can't identify with them uh, as okay. much. Yeah, we, I think we're they're like, rising sophomores. Yeah, when they're that age, you still can feel bad for stupid choices. They're yes. almost kids still. And the whole time, I wanted to be mad at Joe. I just kept thinking about his mom recently passing. And 
His sister just moved away, it sounds like, going to college. So his house, whole formatting has just been completely turned upside down. And then you tap that onto what it, it already sounds like Joe has an issue already with uh, being kind of mischievous and um, yeah. rambunctious. Is that like the word yeah, I'm looking for? I would say so. He seems like a handful in it. And the way they they discussed it, they uh, Nick Offerman and Kelly, his daughter, Joe's sister, they say uh, that the wife, mom, was able to to you know, train or charm him. Yeah, some she kind of knew how to handle him. And yeah, Joe's handle him in a way, off. yeah. Yeah, and Joe's going off and has no direction. Yeah, so now they have they don't have the mom as the buffer anymore, yeah. so they're just colliding head on because they're so yeah. similar to each other. They are. And you, you see that as the movie goes along. It's just the journey of Joe becoming his dad. Yeah, and that's the whole point of why Joe wants to move out of his house because he doesn't want to become his dad. Yep. But by moving out of the house, he becomes his dad. Yep. He even gets the, the beard. Starts getting the beard in. I'm like, damn, they're really making him look a lot like his dad. I had a problem with the beards. Because it looked fake. They were way too good for 15-year-olds in only two-week span. And they looked trimmed. They looked so fake to me. When I don't you, know. I'm just like, shaving? give him a little s- scruff uh, at 15. Mm. But I didn't have a beard like that. Not you even didn't? close. No. I didn't either. I shaved all the time. I worked at Chick-fil-A, so I would never know. <laughs> It's like a religious thing there. You had to shave or you couldn't clock in. Really? Oh, yeah. They would make me shave multiple times in the back in the sink with a razor. Well, thank goodness. Yeah, right? Don't want to get your little mustache hairs on your yeah, chicken sandwich. How do you sandwich. think we're going to sell these chicken sandwiches? Right? So, <laughs> we could talk about chicken because I think that's the subject we should talk about in this movie. But going back to, <laughs> to I think we were ta- discussing Joe. Yeah. And... His beard. Beard being like fake looking. So who's looked more real, Joe's or Patrick's? Patrick. Okay. I could believe that he could grow one. So do you think they did that on purpose then? To give the imagery of we still don't take Joe seriously? Until that fake ass thing is shaved off at the end? Oh, I don't think so, because okay. he does shave his beard off, and he just leaves the mustache. He does, after the So that's, I was like, yeah, use the mustache. That looks hilarious. That that Facts. a high schooler would definitely grow. Okay. I'm with you on that. What was your favorite scene? Favorite scene? Um, Maybe the first Monopoly game. Oh, that was intense. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Joe is playing Monopoly game night with his dad's new girlfriend. He starts yeah. out the game night by basically telling him he's not his real dad. <laughs> Just the asshole of a dad, like fake dad. You know. <laughs> yeah. Girlfriend looks over at uh, Nick Otterman. Offerman. Offerman. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Oh, man. Anyways, you leave that in there, too. <laughs> Looks over at Nick and says, "Is this true?" And it's completely untrue. That's the same night that he that Joe calls the cops and swats his dad. Yeah, and his sister and her uh, oh my god boyfriend are there as well. Fuck that boyfriend. I don't even know who plays him, but he is just. I've it, seen that guy in some things. I have it. too. He said that their lamb tasted like avocado meat. 
I almost spit my water out everywhere. And oh, you my, laughed at that? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And my reaction was exactly what Nick um, Otterman gave us. Offerman? God! <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it now. This is awful. Yes, you're right. Oh, Nick Offerman does react exactly the same way we do. But it's like, come on, just give him some slack. He is dating your daughter. <laughs> I know, but seriously. Avocado me. <laughs> Although I did like the scene where he serenades. Yeah, he's uh, part of his college. Nick Offerman. College uh, acoustic. What is it? It's a uh, um, acapella group. The acapella group. And he starts yes. singing to oh. to Frank. Yes. And he just has no reaction. And then the daughter is like, come on, really? You can't? And he's like, that was the one time I was on his side. I'm, he's like, come on, he just serenaded me. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't like this kid. Don't get the fuck out of here now. Right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Okay. What was your favorite scene? I gotta, I gotta give it to my man, uh, Bellagio, Biagio, Bellagio, the fountains. <laughs> no, Biagio doing the dance on the pipe. That was really cool. I loved it. It was like their, uh, ceremony of transitioning mm. from young boys over to like men. That's a really cool way to look at that. And they were playing their music on the pipe. I don't know. There's just something about that. And then Biagio's doing what looks to be creative, flowing dancing on the pipe. And I love it. I rewatched that scene several times. And if anyone saw my Snapchat, I tried to impersonate <laughs> Biagio's dance moves. And I have to say mine were not as good. So shout out to that kid. And he was also in the movie we have recently. King of Staten Island. I couldn't believe that yeah. call when you told me that. I know, right? That you were like, cool. it's the same guy from Staten Island, right? And I'm like, no, it's not. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, holy shit. And he, was my, fa- and he was my favorite character in the I King know. Of- so now I think I got a guy I need to follow. <laughs> I He's guess my so. guy. But 100%, the, the pipe scene, the music, and they're transitioning over into uh, maturity. So that, that's that's my favorite scene. Yeah, I really enjoy that. I remember seeing that in the trailer for the movie when this was coming out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's what made me want to see it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, what are these kids doing? Just banging on a pipe in the woods, dancing? Yeah, because right, the whole, the sound of it is playing throughout the trailer, and then they'll cut to the actual visuals of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great trailer. It gets definitely you got me hyped. So I want to talk about the chickens, because I mentioned that earlier. Okay. Joe lives a hip, hip, Hypocritical, hypocritical, hypocrisy lifestyle. What word am I looking for? Okay, yeah, he's a big word, $10 word. (laughs) Uh, So he's playing this trip out, and they're doing their duties. Patrick is gathering berries, and Joe and Biagio are doing the meats. And this whole time, Patrick's thinking they're eating, like, fresh-caught chicken and corn pudding. Do you believe that? That he really believed them? Not really. Because Patrick the, spots it right away. He's like, really, whole chicken, huh? Yeah, yeah. he Two starts of calling them. clean. Everything. Say, like, uh-huh. 
corn pudding. They had corn pudding. He says, Joe says, Biagio, your corn pudding recipe is to die for. You're going to have to give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) But the funniest part is when Joe's walking back with the chickens that one last time. Yes. Patrick sees it and he knows it's true. He's like, all right, gut told me. He's like, I'm not even mad about it. I'm more mad that Biagio's uh, second baked potato recipe isn't really his. Joe says, no. That is his. We don't know where he's getting the chives. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Look at Biagio. He's just out there just cutting up chives. <laughs> he's so nuts. <laughs> oh, I was like, that is... I, I just assumed Patrick was going to be so pissed about the chickens. Like, it's finally going to come out right here. They're going to fight each other. Like, boom, boom. Oh, you thought that was going to be... Like, I just thought it was going to be the climax of it all. No, I don't think Patrick would ever want to have confrontation with Joe. Not in a physical manner. Where Joe would want to chives. Right. Joe's the aggressor. Yes. He's the the antagonizer in this. He adds gas to the flame. Yeah, if it's not going his way, then then it's gonna turn sour. This is a movie that I suggest watching before the the warm weather turns and it starts becoming the fall because it's not going to hit you the same. This is definitely a movie I think you want to watch when it's a little hot. School's kind of in right now, but it's just started. So yeah. this is you're, everybody's in the right mentality still to watch this movie. I would agree with that. So I'm going to suggest to you listeners out there take a watchy. Take a peek, skis. We tell you not to peek at us, but take a peeky at this movie. Yeah, uncover your peepers and watch this movie. You can peep now. So now that we've peeped it, what's your rating? Hmm. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. Would six, you six and a half. Whoa. Wow. You hated Joe that much. Uh it's not because of Joe. Um Okay. It's because of The Way Way Back, and I'll explain that. So The Way Way Back came out around the same time as this movie. Uh, Both trailers look amazing. Yeah. We saw The Way Way Back when it came out, loved it. Mm -hmm. Kings of Summer saw it, little disappointed. I don't think it lives up to the hype of what the trailer is to me. Damn. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that opinion. The Way Way Back is a phenomenal movie, and we almost paired them together right? for this. But there's a reason we did not. And can I talk reason? about that reason? Okay. This movie we're about to present to you, I'm going to tell you right now, Sean doesn't know very many people that have watched it. The only other person is me? One other, but yeah. Oh, okay, so you know... Th- Three people total, including yourself, who've seen this movie. <laughs> reason we were going to change it up is we wanted to give the audience maybe something a, a little more popular, like The Way Way Back. You know what? Sean says, screw it. We're going to watch The Whackness. Yes, you can. 
you know what? I'm really freaking happy we did. Oh, yeah. That movie rocks. Uh, oh, man. I shouldn't even say rocks. That movie bangs, bops, because it's got a lot of 90s hip-hop. And it hip-hops. It is sweet. Like a sweet, sweet movie. And it's a summer movie. So you already know what we're about to talk about. Oh, yeah. Let them know, Stax. What you got for us over there on the notepad? Well, I just want to say the movie, I think, is made for me. There you uh, go. As soon as I heard about this movie, mm-hmm. set in 1994, yep. all hip-hop from that era, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then the kid's a little bit of a loner. Yeah. Not the most popular at school, trying to get with girls. I'm like, oh, I can relate with all that shit. Uh, all of it. <laughs> the whole thing took me back to high school. And He's not a saying, little dramatic, yeah. which is like such a 17, 18-year-old thing. We, he just graduates high school, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll dive talking into that. Yeah, we'll dive. Luke talking about uh, his, I guess, diving into love and emotional interest. There's just so right. much that's happening with him. Yeah, so then also with Luke... He's played by, I uh, don't have his name, but he's from Drake and Josh. Yeah, Josh Peck. Josh Peck. So he's yep. from this show Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon, which mm-hmm. my brother watched. That's the only reason why I knew who he was. What? Ja- and I remember oh, when this wow. movie came out, it was like, oh, Josh Peck lost all this weight. And now he's playing this like really serious role. I'm like, oh, man, this is like all this stuff I just want to see on screen. Hold up. Josh Peck. Was the fat kid yeah. from Josh? And then in like a year's time, he like he did, what? he was doing that show up until the Wackness, I think, or like right up until. No shit. Yeah. So it was like a that. big deal. Now I'm looking at his face, skinny, and his. The, if I added, you know, kid fat on him and shrunk him and gave him shaggy <laughs> hair, he would look. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 100. percent I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean, this guy Luke. <clears throat> who's played by Josh Peck, is 100% a loner. But the reason he's a loner is because he needs to get shit done, and he's realizing that. His parents are fucking up. Yeah, they're like on the edge is. of divorce, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of turmoil inside of the household for, for Shapiro. And because of that, um, he has some anxiety and like uh, stress issues. And so he meets... Is it Squires? Doctor Squires is uh, the you're talking about the uh, the therapist. Therapist, yeah. He sells weed to Doctor Squires in exchange for therapy lessons. Oh, that's how it worked out. Yeah, he says uh, okay. That's a dime bag's worth. Okay, okay, it's yes, a, he in does. one scene he says yes, that. yes, yes, yes. That he cut it short on that one scene. And Doctor Squires is played by Ben Kingsley. Yeah. He's a beast. He is awesome in this movie. He just makes me think of a more polished uh, Mandarin because he played oh, the Mandarin yeah, in Iron Man, in Iron 3. Man 3. It's like a drunk dude who just yeah. is off his rocker. And essentially, Dr. Squires is a drunk, not middle-aged. Yeah, I feel like Dr. Squires, this is just, the Mandarin <laughs> was just the next step. Yeah, We're just yeah, seeing yeah. him later <laughs> in life. <laughs> exactly. So in ex- you said it in exchange uh, for therapy, Luke, you know, sells marijuana. 
to out of an Icy's cart, by the way. Yeah. That's so cool. That was another thing that got me. I'm like, he's selling what? Oh, oh okay. I'm in. He's yeah. Selling weed out of an Icy's cart. That's pretty cool. Well, he was doing it out of his book bag, and then he he went to his I guess plug, and it ended up being have forgot about this was method man okay let's go ahead uh, that's my favorite scene yeah for a bunch of reasons all right first time he goes and sees when first time that luke goes and sees method man the, yeah he's essentially re up yep re up okay so the song playing in the in the scene is the what by notorious big yeah 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 so method man in the scene has a jamaican accent Mm-hmm. are you about to do a jamaican accent hell no all right cool Damn. i think my theory is the only reason why he did a Jamaican accent is because he's featured on the song and you hear his voice in the scene. That is so uh, meta. It, it's crazy. I was laughing. I remember watching this in the movie theater and laughing during the scene because Method Man is talking in a Jamaican accent while his self is rapping, rapping in, the in the background. That makes sense to me then. And he's talking about the song. He's referencing yeah. the song, so he's it's talking about, it this is, is so that new shit that came out. Yeah, he said this is that new shit that just came out. Yeah, so he's referencing the fact he's referencing a song that he's actually in. Yeah, I like that. What are some other things that you liked about that scene? I mean, that's pretty much it. But oh, I just okay. liked. Uh, I like Luke and, just and Method Man's it. relationship. It seemed like he trusted Luke enough. I mean, this is a senior in high school that he's picking up a good amount of marijuana from this guy, oh, Method yeah. Man. So they have a good relationship, it seems like. And then as Luke's leaving that first time, uh, Method Man tells him, you know, hey, be be careful. Luke's like, I always am. Meth is like, basically, that's why that's why I fuck with you. Mm, like, yeah. You know, this is why I trust you, and this is why I'll continue to provide you with product. And while you stay here this summer, I'll also up your product so you can sell out of an icy cart through, I guess, Central Park. Uh, they are in Manhattan. Okay. All so, right. uh, maybe some All park. Right. All right. Yeah, he's selling. He's and he sells it by the gram. Yeah, we need to talk about that. All right. So, go for it. Were Luke's prices realistic? No. Sixty dollars per gram. No. I did Not it. at all. I put it into the inflation calculator. Oh my god. All right, talk to so, me. So, if you were to buy off Luke today, yep. it would be $104.90 per gram. For a gram? For a gram. Of weed? Yeah, so for people who don't know, and I'm sure maybe we don't know, uh, how much would that give you if you were to guess? Because you don't know. A gram of weed? Yeah. Because we don't know about weed, but if you were to guess. Yeah, I mean, that <clears throat> might give you enough for tonight if you were hanging out with your friends and stuff. So you, like know, a you might have or two? like a two, yeah, two joints, essentially. Wow. Yeah. Now, I would say two joints are definitely, you know, if you're doing bolt, bong grips or whatever those those pipes are, vases they use, I don't know, um, you could probably get a lot out of that. Who knows? But that's I know that's an insane price because when we went to to Denver yes and uh, purchased uh, marijuana I think the prices we were getting when we purchased was around fifteen to twenty dollars a gram and we were getting okay. I would say 
mid grade from what I remember the guy telling me at the the dispensary. So he described it to me as like going to an ABC store and you see vodka. Okay. You look on the bottom shelf, you got like your Burnett's and things. And you look on the top, you have your Belvedere. Same thing happens in dispensaries. But from what I also hear where Luke is from, they had the best um, marijuana around. In New York? Yeah. So it's funny they actually mentioned it in that documentary you sent to me today, which the Wicked Jump Shot. Yeah, they on said YouTube that, by the yeah. way, if you want to watch that, people. it was awesome. Uh, good doc for 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 people to watch for basketball. But yeah, they mentioned how uh, the north side of of uh, New York City had had always had the fi- the firest uh, weed. Interesting in the area, but yeah. So you know, and Luke had the best uh, plug. It sounded like in the area. At least. Maybe. Or well, I was you thinking want. that maybe the high prices are because of Rudy Giuliana. Ugh, Rudy Giuliani in that era. Who the fuck is Rudy Giuliani? He used to be the mayor of New York. He was there he's during like, 9-11. I think he's with Trump now. Yeah, but, but he, he was there during 9-11. Yes, he was. Okay. And yep. when he came into office, which this movie was around 94, he cracked down real hard on drugs and things. So he tried to clean up the city of New York. And essentially yes. he did, but I guess he was pretty harsh on drugs. He has the broken window uh, law or something out of Bill... Essentially, he wanted to have broken windows fixed within a certain amount of time because oh, really? he believes that broken windows led to, and it proves statistics-wise, that mm. if you left a building that had issues, left it with those issues, more issues would find its way there. Graffiti. Okay. And then drug activity or criminal activity, other things. So his rule of thumb is like fixing what needed to be fixed in a certain amount of time frame so it would not be the domino effect into like worst neighborhoods or even like just a bad house it must be in like a an hoa over ugh, new york city like, hey, you can't leave your garbage cans out That's for more than three days <laughs> so is that why is that why luke is kind of the only supplier it seems i don't like know in the area? i mean maybe or maybe it's just their environment because they are in manhattan so okay i mean i don't know how i don't works, i don't but either I just know that um, the only reason why I say Giuliani is because yeah, one of time. Luke's customers does say does mention him. She's the paranoid one. Yes, she's like you never can be too careful with Giuliani. Giuliani, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even pick up like, on that. Oh yeah, well, I just knew the that he was the mayor there. So if you don't huh. know, you wouldn't pick up on the reference. But no, I'm with you. Um, okay. What do you think about the mixtapes? I wish I still had mine. You remember making those? Yeah, I didn't make tape tapes, but I made you didn't CDs. I used to, <laughs> I used to have the CD player okay. that also had a tape player. Oh yeah, so okay. I would <laughs> I would make tapes off of the CD and make like a greatest hit, so I wouldn't have to shuffle around. Yeah, and we're recording this through a dinosaur powered microphone too. <laughs> You're so old. Why are you an old soul? This movie that was, was made I was for in you. middle school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was listening to CDs. I don't remember making uh, tape mixtapes, but I was making CD mixtapes. I wish I had a lot of those. One time, my brother found one that I guess I had given to a girlfriend back in the day, and it had nothing but like really dirty R and B songs. On oh it. my god! I wish I had that one. I used to do those too. <laughs> I, I would. I was the guy in high school. Yeah, I was like the first kid in school who got cable internet. So I was cranking out people's rich CD ass requests. Family. 
No. <laughs> I was uh, getting a mixtape or mix CD yeah. uh, requests, and I was like, my point was, I'll get it to you tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> you were no Amazon. One could, no one could get it. You were Amazon it would take before people Amazon. Weeks. Did you and, charge and Prime? Well, I, I was good price, too. I think it was only like $5. <laughs> and most of the requests were like, can you get all these songs? Like, Psh, yeah. Give it I got you. I won't. You, well, you, so at one point, I know that your music library, uh, maybe we're going down a rabbit hole here, but we'll get back it's to fine. the whackness. Your music library was was massive. I think you had a whole terabyte that was full of... I did have last... I kind of tailed off after college. Yeah, you were on that website blog forum invitation only thing where you have to yeah. match what your dot cd yeah. it no longer exists either what yeah it got taken down i think oh wow i yeah. think the last time i looked someone had hacked their site and the owner when they got it back on is like <laughs> it's just a wake-up call so i think we're gonna hang it up <laughs> like, <laughs> <Okay>. all right <laughs> whatever um but yeah i did have an external hard drive that was a terabyte and, yeah uh, it wasn't full but okay, okay. it was a shitload of songs sure just this movie and the songs throughout it are, are perfect. They've they couldn't have uh framed it framed it any better with, with They really the couldn't. It was perfect. They did a lot of good stuff. And even when Squires is involved in some of the scenes, they're they're not playing hip hop. They're playing more of uh I don't know, folky rock from that. Yeah, time. but I liked it. I liked it. Maybe Grateful Dead sound i think is one of the I'm bands that plays i'm not familiar with grateful dead but he did mention them so i that wouldn't be a bad guess that and i downloaded a a few like the whackness playlist mm, i need to and get they've on that. they've played on there a few times so maybe i'm pulling from that but who is your favorite character well if i want to be lame i would have said the soundtrack just because it is a character. <laughs> it is a character in the movie, though, if you really think about it. They do use music to their advantage. Okay. okay. But that is pretentious and lame. What so really, it was Luke. Because yeah, like you got your own podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just relate to Luke. So yeah. that's easy easy for I'm, me. I'm Luke. I think anyone that watches this movie is going to like Luke. Yeah, for they sure. They have put... The, is that your favorite? Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say anyone. I think any male... That has gone through uh, high school and love, yeah, and graduating is going to be able to relate to Luke on a different level. Yeah, I like Luke. I think he is eager. Yeah, and he is very. Uh, he says things that he thinks will sound profound, and they're not. But when you grow up, you realize, like, oh, it's kind of cringy. That was douchey. Have you done that? For sure. A hundred times. Over and over, I've put my yeah. foot in my mouth. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about one of those moments is when he's trying to tell this girl he's, I guess, seen, quote, unquote, uh, Dr. Squire's stepdaughter. Yes. So he's seen his therapist that he sells weed to stepdaughter. He's trying to figure out how he's going to drop the L-bomb. So quickly. Like, But I was so like that days. as a kid. Yeah, I think we all were, especially when did they had they had sex, right? He, yeah, he and he was a virgin. Was a virgin. Well, so, yeah. well, he said he was not a virgin. He, he just never had sex. He just never had sex, <laughs> but he's not really. I'm not really. No, a virgin. I ain't no I'm virgin. Not, I'm no virgin, but I ain't really had sex though. But you know, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> you know, I just we done butt stuff, but we never put it inside the actual. It's like, no, you, what do you mean? You did it, it anyway. 
Luke's trying to ga- gather up the courage to drop I love you. Yep. Like, oh, I love you, or, hey, girl, I love you. I love you, girl. <laughs> He's, like, practicing until, you know, practicing to himself, and one of them is, yo, I got mad love for you, shorty. <laughs> I remember that one. I like that one. I would have went with that one. She would have laughed at him. Exactly. That's what I mean. It, then he could have, like, pulled it back and be like, uh, safer, ah, safer, I get you. Yeah. So when he finally does, like, drop it after the really good sex scene in the shower. Nice job with that. Yeah. A good job. And he, then he killed it. He killed it by saying, uh, I love you. She, she goes, like, laughed what? at him. She laughed at him, got out of the shower. And then they did not have sex again the trip. The rest, yeah. Oh, it, it is back. at least look to believe that way. Ugh. Old Luke gets his heart broken. That was the final straw for him. I think he was just done. I think the final straw was when he tries to call her again for like the millionth time and then right. he leaves that bad voicemail. Yes. He's like, peace out forever. <laughs> oh my God. I have felt that so many times. Oh, yeah. You've called up. And you can't take those facts. 15, 16 year old <laughs> girlfriend. And I don't can't believe you're not talking to me right now. This is bullshit. Call back. Hey, I'm really sorry about that last <laughs> voicemail. I just get crazy sometimes. I don't know. You do this to me, but because I love you. Just please answer. Just answer the phone. I don't know why the fuck you're not answering the phone. Now it's even worse, though, because with technology, it's like you get calls, and then you get text messages, then you get snaps, and then you get Instagrams, and then you put up your Instagram story, and you see if that person checked it, because if they checked it, and they're not checking those other things, they're bullshitting you. Oh, those are some next-level games. Dude, that's games there. Luke was just playing on the cell phone. Or, sorry, not, not on even. the pay phone. And I meant on to the say pager. The, be- <laughs> the pager. I meant to say the beeper, the pager. That was yeah, wild. Was, yeah. When he was seeing nine one one. Um So was the shower scene your favorite scene to go no, back? No, what was no, your no. favorite scene? Because we didn't go over that. No, yeah, we haven't. I think my I think my favorite scenes was was him showing Doctor Squires the the real deal. You mean taking him out on yeah, the night? Yeah, taking him out, okay. showing him how to Oh no, not taking him out on the night, but taking him out with the, the icy cart and, uh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, showing that, him that how good. he runs his his little business, his little side business, selling mm-hmm. marijuana in New York. Like I like that. And at that he point He took him to see Method Man too. Yes, he did. And he made and then it's real contentious at the beginning. Yes. Because Skyers won't shut the fuck up. He just keeps talking. These dudes got like Mac tens. And Shut AK-47s up, later, huge, yeah. And then it cuts to him giving advice to Method Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. They're having a therapy session. <laughs> Luke's like, what the hell is going on? No, that that was my favorite moment scene is when Dr. Squires has decided he's done with that like relationship he knows. Oh, with he, his wife? Yeah, he yeah. finally wants to live. He even says it early in the movie. He wanted to be a drug dealer in high school. So it's like <laughs> yeah, he finally cool just games. gets to try it out for once. And maybe I just related with Dr. Squires as far as just the way he he was able to get on everyone's level. Well, yeah, he's a therapist. He should be. And I like that. I like that he was able to do that. I did not like his disregard for rules, discipline. 
Mm. You can still have fun. Yeah. But just don't go to the extreme. One of the things he that Dr. Squires would do is th- throw water balloons out <laughs> on the sidewalk. Yeah. Awesome idea. I actually have no problem with that. I loved it. Then he goes and grabs a book. <laughs> it's like, oh. all right, all right, cool, man. <laughs> You're going a little too far. The water balloons, splashing water on someone's shoes prior. That's cool. Now you're throwing the Bible at people. Like, that's going to hurt. <laughs> if you get hit with the Odyssey. <laughs> All right, man. Honestly. Yeah. So Squires Squires was almost my favorite favorite character, but like you, Luke is okay. I'm with you with the Luke thing, but favorite scene, hands down, uh, Squires and and Shapiro, Luke Shapiro, going out and and running game in New York. For yeah, that is probably the most fun. Yeah, like a little montage. The music's real cool through it. Just the way that relationship kind of comes to the 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 fruition of what it should have been. Yeah. Initially. Um, so yeah. I have this movie poster, by the way. Oh, you do. Yeah. I was working. I actually at, remember this. Yeah. I was working yeah, okay. at the movie theater. Yeah. When I saw the, the, the whackness mm-hmm. at, not at the theater I worked at, by the way, cause mm-hmm. it was at some, this movie came out to like one theater where we lived. Wow. Uh, so I saw it and I had mentioned, to my manager the next day that I'd seen the movie and he's like, oh, we have a poster in the back of that. You're, he's like, hey, you want it? it? I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. What? It's like a really nice poster. I f- and it's I a picture of uh, of uh, Luke and Dr. Squires Pushing walking the, with the ice cart. The ice cart. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's sick. What was your favorite? Um, I guess part scene Well, moment. the re-up, but we talked about that already. Okay. But that yeah, was uh, like, okay. Cool. Anything else? Uh, maybe just I liked the revelation of Biggie in this movie. Okay. He's mentioned as this newcomer rapper. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to see the mindset of everyone like when Biggie came on the scene. Because this movie was 2008 was when it was I released. I think so, yeah. yeah and look. So yeah, 94 is where it's set. Yeah. And that would be right when his first album came out. Man. So everybody's like, whoa, because there's two different scenes. The re-up scene with Method Man, the first one, is when you get the introduction to Biggie and they bring and they address it. But then Luke later on is uh, with Stephanie, Squires' stepdaughter. Yes. Yep. He's playing the tape for her, too. And she asks, who is this guy? Yep. So it's kind of cool to see the world kind of uh, be like, oh, who? Oh, we're realizing that this Biggie guy might be for real. I could appreciate the, the slow word of mouth train that used to happen back then. I feel like we get and doused funny? with so much information now. It is. Yeah. It's awesome to see the revelation and the, the momentum Biggie was about to bring to that area. Right. And, it, and how funny is it that he was just on the other side of that city. Yeah. And it's this white right? white boy selling yeah. marijuana, loves hip hop, gets Biggie's newest album and is now just bumping it and is able to push, you know, the yeah. tape mixtape so cool. out to other so people. So cool to kind of just see all it that. It is. Then- I didn't even think about it in that sense. But now that you say that, like looking about it in that kind of perspective and light. I would say that the the movie wanted to bring homage. Oh, pay to, homage to yeah, the pay, yeah, pay homage yeah, to all that hip hop for yeah. sure. I mean, that's my favorite era of hip hop. Yeah. So again, hundred percent, you're, you're yours. playing right up 
my alley with that. You you've been you've been working on me for a long time to to get into that world of hip hop, and I would say over the past five years, I've I would say the highlights better. are in this soundtrack for but sure. But yeah, if you really want to get a taste for for that that time frame of hip hop music, definitely go with that. Yeah, I mean, even that opening scene yeah. where Luke is on the subway and he daydreams that these girls are dancing and then Nas uh, plays The World yes, Is Yours. Yes, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to see this movie now. Let's do this. <sighs> yeah, you, That was you, almost you my get favorite you linked. It, you, was, it, gets you, it gets you in there. Yeah, it gets you hyped and ready. Is there anybody you hated in this movie? Hated? Okay, the, disliked. The kid that buys weed from Luke and doesn't have but like three bucks and uses Luke. Yeah, okay, Justin. He sucked. I wanted to punch him in the face. He was the worst. He's awful. He doesn't have cash to buy his drugs. And we know this guy for sure. We have met this guy in high school. Yes, he's rich. He's talking about how he's throwing, one, he's throwing this party. So he doesn't have enough money to pay for drugs. Yeah, and then the next sentence, he talks about going on this fucking trip. To Europe or some shit. It's like, come on, bro. Like, Luke sees through all that shit, too. Sure. They're not really friends. Not at all. He knows it, but he... That's why I but like he wishes Luke. That's it. why I like Luke. But he wishes they were friends. Don't he you think wishes a portion that of them they was like? would realize that Luke is cool. I think that's what... Luke is just oh. trying to be cool. I feel like Luke is trying too hard to be cool, so he's not going to say anything too. about it. It's like, all right, man, like, you know, yeah, you just... Stick up for yourself, bro. You, Yeah, like, you got... You got the Christmas trees. You're the man. <laughs> Fuck. Like, this party doesn't pop off without you, essentially. So they got to give you respect. And I just don't feel like he has any respect at all. No, he doesn't. Until Dr. Squires and him start kind of running together. And I feel like Luke maybe gets a little, some of his footing under him. Which is cool, because he's about to go off to college. And yeah. less than three weeks or something like that. So it was really important i think to the watcher to see luke make that transition to adulthood in a sense yeah for sure uh yeah i well said i have nothing else to add that was perfect did you notice how smoking cigarettes was dramatically more in all the scenes versus smoking marijuana what do you mean so squire's wife yeah she smokes, she smokes cigarettes like a freight like train. The, time, yeah. the daughter smokes like a freight train. She does. Well, yeah. Maybe I just didn't notice. She smoke. She's smoking at the graduation. Walking up the okay. Luke. She's smoking. Okay. Everybody at the graduation is lighting up. It just made me think. 1994, going to the Ry- Orion's Cafe or the Golden Crow, and you say, <laughs> "Smoking or non." <laughs> oh yeah. You remember that? We were one of the last states to get rid of the <sighs> smoking section. I worked at a restaurant that had smoking. I what, think it was which restaurant did you work at? Uh, Lone Star. Oh my God! In Clayton, I forgot yeah. you you had a little spill there. We Not a spill. spill. Yeah, you didn't spill Not a literal drink. Spill. You had like a you had like a little uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a there little for a little work while. history there. First summer. How was the meats? Um, not great. <laughs> they <laughs> don't no, have good food there. <laughs> but I was saying that the movie was about Luke selling marijuana and we saw i saw more people smoking cigarettes sure yeah which is fine like especially in that era i just thought it was funny that 1994 
everyone's lighting up a cigarette. It's no Anywhere. big deal. Yeah, it's like no issue. It is. I, okay, I do see what you're saying. It is a little striking to see someone just light up. It was like anywhere when the mom was just smoking at the graduation. It took it took me back. I was kind of like, "Whoa, what? Oh shit! Yeah, ninety ninety four. This is this is cool. Then like tobacco wasn't really a big issue. Still isn't. I think it was, but it wasn't. They weren't making much progress as far as trying to regulate yeah. where it was smoked. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like when we watch movies 10, 15 years from now. They're doing. Jewel vape vaping jewels. We're gonna just know what time frame that's from. Sure. So, I just thought that was quite interesting, and that Doctor Shapiro or Doctor uh, Squire's wife is the wife from Taken. She is the wife from Taken. <laughs> she is also uh, she's also in X Men, the original tr- uh, trilogy. Uh, Jean Grey. Yes. Phoenix. Yes. That's yep. Now I now I see her face, full and full. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what words I just used. I wanted to say full and full, but I think I said frul and frul. Oh, I don't know, but I I thought, don't you think she was a little underused in the movie I, for being? Now she you was say popular it, yeah. when this came out, so it wasn't like I could have used more on known. the relationship. She already been an X Men when this came out, so. Yeah, and maybe that's just the character. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to seen more depth with her. I know that the movie is about Luke, yeah, and not him and her situation. Sure, but I just I was surprised to see her in a, a small issue. Nothing. Role. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with there's another uh, female actor, uh, one of the Olsen twins, Mary Kate Olsen. Yeah, I think. she's in this. Um, plays kind of a hippie who's on trains and weird. stuff. So yeah, it plays a weird part, but. A little shout out to to that. Um, as far as the the two movies, the Wackness and Kings of Summer, I'm definitely giving this one to the Wackness. It's a ten out of ten for me. Oh man, yeah, me too. It's a it's easily it hits on the music, it hits on the acting, it hits on just the content that's involved. I laughed, I get really emotional uh, when his heart gets broken. Oh, Not, really? Like I tear up. Just, right, you just feel damn fun. man, like. I'm with you. I put on these shoes. I can put on Luke's shoes very easy watching this sure. movie and yeah. walking them. So, ten out of ten for me on this. Yeah, same for me. Um, not to catch you off guard. No. But yeah. Best hip hop soundtrack ever. Off of a movie? Yes. I don't know if it would be. Probably not be ever. ever. But it's it's definitely up there. I mean, I'll say above the rim is really good. Okay. Uh, what about? I mean, there could be some more like most recent movies that just came out. As yeah, well. I as guess I like should have I'm brought watched, this question up before so we no, can do some research. You're good. No, I, but I'm with you as far as I think as far as a movie that can capture nostalgia and a time era. Yeah. With music. This has got to be one of the top ones. I would agree. I mean, is it cheating a little bit because they can go back and pluck what's the best? Sure, maybe a little bit. You know I how hope, like I uh, hope someone wouldn't look at that as cheating. That's just utilizing well, like look at above the rim sources. Above better. the rim has a really good soundtrack, but yeah. it's set in present day, so they're just picking what they think is good today. Today, and it's, it's I got great. you. But uh, and also honorable mention, Space Jam. Oh. 
Shit. I played the hell out of that CD. I as think a kid. everyone our age did. So we're playing basketball. We love that basketball. <laughs> yeah, I think overall thoughts: two good movies. I do too. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, unless you have anything else to add, I think that's it for me on the wackness. No, nah, I have nothing. Nothing to give, nothing to add, nothing to take away. But I got everything to give. Everything. Everything to take away. And yeah, everything know. to love. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't I either. Know. I just want everybody to listen to the next Sports Light Talks, please. Yeah. Listen, follow us on Instagram. We're at at Porch Light Talks. And Please. on Twitter, same thing. At Porch Light Talks. Don't ask us how to spell it. Give us some requests for movies. We will listen. We love to listen. But I'm going to let everyone know now. Two Chadwick Boseman movies coming up next week. Rest in peace, my man. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And I hope you are as well. Thank you again. Good night.